us a rock test, 8 o'clock. In my Gucci coat test, 8 o'clock. This is... Boys of Fantasy! What's up, everybody? How's it going? It's your boy, Jorge, a.k.a. The Real Jorge. And I'm glad to introduce you to my co-host. What up, y'all? It's your boy, JJ, The Professor. Been a long time, but I'm back. Yeah, this your boy, Rick Rock. We back. Yes, yes. I'm glad you guys are back. And we're here to just give you the straight fire. When we're talking about fire... I'm not talking about Corona, which actually affected this last Thursday night football game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. This game was originally made to be played on Thursday night as the nightcap, you know, after that awesome Thanksgiving dinner I hope you all had. And unfortunately, this game was rescheduled three times. Moving aside, besides the coronavirus, this was a classic division rivalry game between the NFC North Six and four Baltimore Ravens who faced off the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers on the road. This game, unfortunately, since the coronavirus hit the Baltimore Ravens hard, it was led by Robert Griffin III, and he was not enough to bring down Big Ben and the Pittsburgh Steelers with the final score on this one, 19 to 14. For the Ravens heading into the fourth quarter, RG3 was pulled off from the game due to a hamstring tightness and was replaced by second-year quarterback Trace McSorley, who managed to connect on a bomb, a 70-yard touchdown throw to Marquise Brown. If you look at the Baltimore Ravens stat category, right now they're currently ranked 32nd on the pass, who most of the season has been led by their former MVP, Lamar Jackson, on the flip side, the rushing game is on point as they are third in the league with 157 yards per game. However, their total yards per game, all in all, with the rushing and the passing, they average a, a week low, 347 yards per game, which currently ranks 27th. On the flip side, the Pittsburgh Steelers, we all know that Pittsburgh Steelers steel curtain from back in the days. I think this is a modern version of it as they are the number one ranked defense currently in the NFL and they are only allowing 17 points per game, which is also a league low. And they also lead in touchdowns on defense with three interceptions, 41 sacks, 193 yards per game allowed, 16 interceptions. This Pittsburgh Steelers defense is elite. It's one of the best defenses I have seen in a long time, which is a big reason why they're currently 11-0 and the lone undefeated team in the NFL. On the flip side, the Ravens, they held their own. They're currently ranked number three in the league on defense, allowing a 19 points per game. They also had... A lot of key stops in this last Wednesday game, which was, like I just mentioned, it was postponed three times. Originally, it was supposed to be on Thursday night. Then it got pushed to Saturday. Then it got pushed to Sunday. And finally, they were able to play this Wednesday, although a couple of staff members and players were tested positive. Let me know what you guys think over all of this that I just shared with you guys, because on one side, we're talking about coronavirus. On the other side, we're talking about elite defenses. What's on your guys' mind? I think it's their defenses on both sides of the ball were on point, man. Pittsburgh kept going down the field, kept attacking the Baltimore defense. But when it came down to it in the red zone, Baltimore, you know, found it in them and it kept stopping them, man. The game man. actually came down to the final seconds. The Ravens were trying to stop the Pittsburgh Steelers in the end because they were only trailing 19 to 14 and they had right. all timeouts. And if you did catch the game, big Ben made a 
key first down to finally knock out the Baltimore Ravens. However, there was one critical play where the refs called the first down, and you could clearly see that the ball was not even past the pylon. So, man, I, I feel like the Ravens, they were taken lightly because the Steelers knew that they didn't have all their firepower. And the final score in this one, J.J., 19 to 14. Dude, imagine if um if Jackson was him, bro. The the threat that Lamar Jackson brings to the game is serious, man. They wouldn't know what to do. I mean, his his passing game is not the best now, you know, his accuracy. But, you know, with the threat of his legs, it will keep that defense in check. RG3, it's he's not Lamar Jackson. So, and and imagine that with no Lamar Jackson and no uh Mark Andrews, no decent running backs because on both sides of the ball they had no decent running backs they still kept it pretty close i expected it to be a blowout from the pittsburgh steelers you know i expected like a 30 to 10 kind of game i just think uh jj to follow up what you just said it's a rivalry game so you gotta expect this kind of games when it when it's a division game you're gonna expect this kind of games in in every division because they know each other so well there's nothing they haven't seen other than the fact that Big Ben hasn't played in over a year. But other than that, and Deontay Johnson didn't really play that much last year because he was injured too. But, I mean, once again, you know, we've been talking about COVID the whole year, and, and it just sucks how at the end of the day, and I'm going to keep, you know, saying this time after time, the NFL is all about money. And it, it's sad because when this happened to the 49ers, we had to play with practice squad players you know what i mean like practice squad players against the green Bay. i mean Packers. i don't think the niners had the worst of it if you guys all remember the denver broncos all three quarterbacks were inactive this last sunday <laughs> and they had to call up a yeah. practice squad quarterback to play against a pretty elite defense yeah but drew luck is like a practice quarterback himself you know what i'm saying <laughs> I drew luck to me. It's not. It's not nowhere near a real NFL quarterback. Let's be honest. Come on. What do you guys think? Drew Luck is he really a a relevant quarterback in the NFL right now? Um, I would say no. I, I I really thought he he would be. It's his sophomore year. Um, he still has a bright future ahead of him. But just I feel like he needs a little bit more more weapons on that offense. And uh, maybe a little bit more protection, you know. And I think it's, it's about time John Elway goes, man. John Elway's been retired. Why no. is John Elway going to leave if he's the owner of the Broncos? Well, and to step down, you know, and not to go like that, but to step down. The choices he has made over the drafts, because, you know, he has a lot of say in the drafts, you know, on draft boards. I just feel like he's made a lot of mistakes with a few of his draft picks. So kind of like Jed York back in the day. Yeah, pretty much. He's, he's like the – well, yeah, you can kind of say he's like the Jed York of the Denver Broncos, you know. You got to hire the people and just stand back and let them do their thing, you know? You're right. Build I mean, franchise. I, I agree with you on that. But going back to the Baltimore Ravens and the Steelers, JJ, to your point, I think if Lamar Jackson would have played, yes, Baltimore would have been in the Pittsburgh Steelers, hands down. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of concern of his uh, passing game. Like Jorge mentioned, they're 32nd in the league in passing. If it wasn't for the rushing game, I believe they're number three in the league. That would not be the type of offense that would have. Everybody has a scheme to be the Baltimore Ravens, and that scheme is let Lamar Jackson 
throw. And now RG3 did okay. But then Trace, Max Sorley, he's a quarterback from Penn State that I actually watched a lot when he was in college. And yes, there there were questions of him being a little bit smaller, a little on the on the Drew Brees size, but dude has an arm. And he can play QB. He does. He, like I like I mentioned early in the show, he dropped a seventy yard bomb to Marquise Brown. However, Marquise Brown was able to shake off a defender, so maybe thirty yards after the catch, all in all, it was a bomb throw. Yeah, but it was a timing. It's a timing route, right, Jorge? It was a timing route. It's something that the, the receiver makes that cut to the outside, and the ball was there. Those are now the throws that Lamar Jackson is actually trying to complete, or he's been trying to do it all season. He's just not there yet as a passer. As a running quarterback, hey, hands down, he's a beast. Yeah, this year he hasn't been running that much. But I think Baltimore still has a lot of upside to where Lamar Jackson can take him. Lamar Jackson is the key, take him to the land and, and win a championship. I don't know if it's going to happen this year. And the bad thing about that is that the Ravens went all in this year on loading on the defensive side of the ball. They went all in just because they figure they have power running game. So let's just stack the defense so we can stop anybody. But guess what? They haven't. Yeah, so I have an interesting question. Uh, speaking of Lamar Jackson's arm and from his rookie season, also moving to his sophomore season, he improved his arm and essentially is what got him his MVP award last year. However, this is his third year coming into the league. And I thought he was going to improve his arm a lot more, but so far this season, it hasn't shown. And I remember of a quarterback back in the day, I'm sure Lamar Jackson imitates his game after him. And he goes by Mike Vick, my favorite football player of all time, Mike Vick, he had an incredible arm, but he just didn't have that pinpoint accuracy that he needed. So would you consider Michael Vick a way better pocket passer than Lamar Jackson? Or do you think Lamar Jackson still has potential to be better than Michael Vick? Without a doubt, Michael Vick is 10 times better than Lamar Jackson. Number one. He was the first. I'm talking about pocket passer right now. Pocket though. passer, yes. Arm. Remember, remember all those games when he played with Philadelphia, when he played with the Falcons at the very end before he caught that case. But when he came back, dude, those rainbow throws were second best to Steve Young's rainbow throws from a left-handed passer. He can throw the ball. He didn't even have to try to throw the ball. Same thing with Lamar Jackson. He can throw the ball with ease, but like you said, he's not accurate. When Michael Vick had time in the pocket and he had a speedster of a wide receiver like Deshaun Jackson when he went to Philadelphia. Shout out Deshaun Jackson. Yes, sir. Bay Area, college graduate. But see, you got to be able to see that. And Lamar Jackson, he's had one of the best offensive lines the past two years until recently he lost his left tackle, I believe. And then... He loves yeah, he, Ronnie Staley. That that hurt the line a lot. And then and then this this year too, uh, Yanda, the center retired. Yeah. So yes. that's that's the whole thing. Like to me, like there's got to be, you know, you always look for the regression. And right now, Lamar Jackson is showing the regression, and it's sad. 
So now something's got to give this year, man. I, without a doubt, to your point, Michael Vick is the better passer in sound. What about you, JJ? Michael Vick, man. Pocket passer, got to be Michael Vick, baby. I remember watching his games back then, man. I, I'm going to do a little research, but there was one game where the first play he did, I think it was against Atlanta. No, nah, it was thinking, against the Washington Redskins. Was it the Washington Redskins? 99 yards, okay, right? I can't recall. Oh, yeah, Monday Night Football. The first, play from, the first play from the gate. Deep ball. I remember that game, bro. It was like, and a touchdown, baby. I was like, damn. And I was already doing fantasy at that time. I'm like, damn, I, I wish I had on my team. I'm like, dude, Michael Vick was a beast in the pocket, bro. And he had the legs. He didn't have, he didn't, wasn't that quick and that, you know, that uh, breaking uh, tackles like Lamar, but pocket passer. Yeah, I got to go with Michael Vick. There you have it, everybody. With that said, again, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're currently still undefeated, 11 and 0. They have had a soft schedule, which some NFL fans are talking about currently. It is trending that their soft schedule has helped them to become 11-0. But they will be facing the Browns down the road. They will be facing the Colts down the road, which are a little tough matchups. And we'll see if Pittsburgh could stay undefeated throughout the season. And on the flip side, the Baltimore Ravens, now they dropped 6-5. and five, And they're on the verge of missing playoffs. Right now they're in the hunt. And if Lamar Jackson doesn't come sooner than later, I'm sorry. Baltimore, I don't think you're making the playoffs this year. That's crazy. Imagine this. You have three potential playoff teams in the AFC North, right? You got the Pittsburgh Steelers. You got the Cleveland Browns. And you got the Baltimore Ravens. Gosh. It's kind of like the NFC West, the 49ers. Actually, all teams in the NFC West. The 49ers, Seattle Seahawks, Arizona Cardinals, and the L.A. Rams. Ah. Well, it's not four teams. Now there's three teams in the uh, NFC West because the Cardinals and the Niners, they merged into one football team, in case you didn't know. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. There you go. Jorge was some more breaking news that we broke down in the last episode. Let's go. This is Boys Fantasy. Yo, yo, so here you go, man. We got, actually, we're going to switch things up right now, and we're going to talk about some NBA news for you guys. If you guys don't know, we're going to put you on game about the one of the biggest offseason trades that has happened in a long time. And it actually it happens to be the same player that, to me, it keeps getting traded and traded and traded and traded. It reminds me of uh, Jorge's stocks. But anyways, right now, the breaking news of the NBA today is that the Houston Rockets have traded Russell Westbrook to the Washington Wizards for John Wall and a 2023 protected first-round pick. Now, this is one of those events that not a lot of people saw because Westbrook, Yes, they were shopping Westbrook. The Houston Rockets were shopping Westbrook. But then John Wall, about two weeks ago, had made it public that he wanted out of the Washington Wizards. He demanded a trade. Now, 
everything had quieted down until boom, everything hit the fan so fast. And then people were actually not ready for this. Everything happened so fast. And then here came the storylines of Westbrook being traded again. A, a player that is known to be selfish, a diva, a locker room cancer. It's it's bad because he's very competitive and he's really good. We all know what Westbrook can do on the floor. But let's be honest, there's been so many things that has happened. He couldn't win with KD and he couldn't win with Paul George. So you got some very, very, very dominant players, stars in the NBA that he has played with and he has not been able to accomplish anything. Those teams have not been able to advance no more than a first round or maybe a second round. But Westbrook, is something about him, the chemistry that he tries to adapt to a team, it's just not happening. I mean, we know with Oklahoma, he was taking all the damn shots. That's the reason why he won the MVP after KD left. If it wasn't for the fact that he was shooting 80% of the time and he had the ball in his hands 95% of the time, and he was playing almost every minute of every game, and he was averaging a triple-double, non-stop, he wouldn't have won that MVP. Let's be honest. So now he goes to the Washington Wizards. Now, on the other side, the Houston Rockets got a dog. They got one of the top point guards in the league. Yes, last year he tore his ACL, but we know what John Wall is. Remember, John Wall got drafted but the Washington Wizards from the University of Kentucky. And guess who else got drafted that same year? Oh, you guys don't know. Boogie Cousins. Imagine that. And where's Boogie Cousins now? He's with the Houston Rockets. So now the two teammates link up again in Houston with James Harden. Now this is going to be actually a move that's going to shake the entire entire Western Conference because we know that the Houston Rockets have they have already moved on from Mike D'Antoni the run and shoot coach not emphasizing that much of a defense so right now the Western Conference got even tougher yes Westbrook is going to the Eastern Conference where he's going to see KD <laughs> that's going to be something to watch for who had the best of this deal? Honestly, I think the Houston Rockets. They're getting John Wall, who's a lot younger, who can do a lot more on the floor, who can actually be a point guard. Now, we know how an Achilles injury can actually devastate a player. But let's be honest, John Wall is going to be able to come back from that injury. He's too young. He's, he's too talented for him not to get that gain that form back. Might not be this year coming up, but he's going to give you something. And right now, for me, and I'm going to ask you guys this question, who do you think got the best of this trade? And two, where does this put the Houston Rockets in the Western Conference? Where do you see him go from here now? I feel like um, John Wall to the uh, Houston Rockets, pretty smart move. Even though I still consider Westbrook, maybe just for the name. I don't know. Just for me, the name, you know, Westbrook, I feel like, you know, he's a much better player just, I guess, name-wise. But, you know, John Wall, like you said, you know, he should have a 
a great season at coming back from injury. But I still feel like the Rockets are still missing a few key pieces. I still see them getting eliminated again in the Western Conference. Maybe it won't even be the championship. So maybe like the semifinals, you know, somewhere in the playoffs. They're they're not they're not ready to win it. I feel like the Warriors coming back and the Lakers, they're going to be the teams to beat. And the Wizards, I don't know what they're doing. So, <laughs> you know, like you said, a diva, you know, I don't know if you, why would you go for that, you know? It's going to destroy you from the inside. Pretty much next year, Westbrook is going to get traded again. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm thinking. I have to write off on what JJ said. I mean, the Washington Wizards, I believe they took an L on this one. If I'm not mistaken, they didn't receive a lot of draft picks in return because we all know how talented of a player Russell Westbrook is. Just mentioned he won an MVP the year that he averaged a triple-double, and he's a one-man type of band player. He doesn't need help to elevate his game. Westbrook could do it on his own. It's been shown throughout many years in Oklahoma City, especially after Kevin Durant left on him, and... On the flip side, the Houston Rockets, big win for them, big win for them, especially because Harden, he's kind of over the Houston Rockets. He's tired of losing in the playoffs, and I don't blame Harden. I mean, this guy, Harden, he brings it every single game. He's always considered into the MVP talk. Unfortunately, he hasn't been able to win an NBA Finals, which would credit him to win multiple MVPs in the future. So with now John Wall, it's a little risk because John Wall's injury, it was, it was a very serious injury. It's kind of like with what Clay Thompson's currently dealing with. And, we're, you know, us Warrior fans, at least I am, I'm a little skeptical of how Clay Thompson's going to bounce back from his injury. So I am very curious how John Wall's going to come back from his injury and create some type of chemistry with all the new talent that he has just – John Wall hasn't played in a – talented roster like the Houston Rockets. So if he has recovered 100% from his injury and he joins the Houston Rockets talented roster, I believe they could be in danger to challenge the Warriors deep into the playoffs, the Lakers deep into the playoffs. And they're going to be one of the heavy favorites this year for sure in the NBA. So, man, we'll see how Westbrook also unfolds. We'll see if he bounces back to his triple-double statistical performance night in and night out and we'll see how he gels with Brady Beal because Brady Beal he's a very talented player last year he was rumored a lot to be traded because of how talented he is and now working with Westbrook I'm super curious how that's going to unfold as well I'm just glad the NBA's back they're making moves so this headline was pretty exciting to hear we'll see how, we'll see how it unfolds Rockets they needed to make a change Washington, I mean, their organization hasn't been very good for a long, long time. So we'll see how it turns out. Where do you rank the Houston Rockets as of right now? Top 10. Uh, for playoff format in the Western Conference, one through eight, I would put the Houston Rockets at number three, just behind the Los Angeles Lakers and the Golden State Warriors. And also... If we're combining the West and the East, I would drop him maybe down towards like six seed if we're talking about entire NBA. Gotcha. And where do you have the Washington Wizards in the Eastern Conference? So in the Eastern Conference, between one and eight, I actually have the Washington Wizards just outside of that playoff picture. So maybe the 10th seed. 
And then if we're talking about NBA, man, they're probably like 16th or something. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I know know the East is a really easy conference to play in, and I know Westbrook could bring it. I'm not saying the Washington Wizards have a really shitty roster, but as JJ mentioned, he is a cancerous player. So if once once Westbrook starts putting on those freaking mugging faces and he's not getting what he wants, man, that team's going to deplete. They're going to fall apart quick, and I don't think they're going to recover. I agree with you on that, yes. And that's sad because he's such a talented player. He's a one-of-a-kind kind of player, and it's just so annoying and frustrating that it has come to this. Westbrook is a cancer. He's a diva. And it's sad because I know he plays his heart out every night. But that's a wrap for the NBA news. Now, actually, we have... It's fair to say It's fair to say he's a tryhard. Yeah. Yeah, true that. True that. We got some more NBA news. Jorge, drop it away. So, Under Armour announces that Steph Curry's brand is going to release this month to compete with Nike's Jordan brand. And, man, I am hella happy. If you're from the Bay, you feel me? We say hella all day. And Curry, baby, he's already groomed himself into a Bay Area native. I know he's from Charlotte. I know he's from the East Coast. But he already said it. He wants to be warrior for life. He loves living in the Oakland Hills. Who wouldn't want to live in the Oakland Hills? You got the best views out there. And now this guy, he has just come out with his own brand. The Curry brand, as I just mentioned, is trying to compete with the Jordan brand. So I'm not talking about those Shaq shoes that you find on Payless. I'm talking about top-tier shoes that everybody's going to wait in line and they're going to want to buy in the near future. I could see it. Curry has really good taste also in the shoe brand. They're not ugly shoes that, you know, you don't even consider buying. I've actually thought about buying those SC30s in the past. And now that he has officially landed his own marketing brand and he's one of the most recognized NBA players in the NBA, Under Armour is making the right call. And I feel like this is going to be a success. I, I completely agree with you on that. I just I'm excited. I mean, who would have thought how a basketball team that was the gutter of the NBA has actually taken the whole NBA by storm to even have Kevin Durant come and sign with the Warriors, you know, to now Curry having, you know, his own brand. And, you know, going back a little bit more on the Warriors winning a championship without KD then signing Kennedy winning two more championships. I mean, look at this. Yes, we got lucky with Draymond Green and, of course, sharpshooter of Clay Thompson, who you already mentioned, you know, a heart, a tough blow to the team, you know, with that with Achilles injury. But Curry over here is carrying the load of the lone superstar with Draymond Green, but he, I think he's still the face of the NBA in some sort of way. Yes, it's LeBron, and yes, when KD comes back this year, it will be KD and LeBron, but there's a lot to say about Curry. Curry has done so many things for the Bay Area and the NBA, period. He's already surpassed what Tracy McGrady had done in China. You know, 
Don't and, forget to mention Steph Curry's camp because a lot of kids are want to hop on his camp. Yes. Why? Because he's recognized as the best shooter in the history of the NBA right now. Yes, sir. But, you know, and aside from that, you always everybody loves the underdog, you know, story. Yes, he came from being the son of a famous NBA player, Del Curry. But at the same time, he had to earn it. You know, he's a regular joke. Like, I think he's so famous because we can relate to that guy. He's not your most physical, gifted, powerful, 6'7", 6'6", you know, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant type of player. But he did change the game to what it is right now. He changed the game to a whole different level where everybody's shooting the three at a record pace. Since he's broken out, since he won those two back-to-back anonymous MVP awards, Curry has set the standard for what it is to be a champion and in the city of champions, the Bay Area. And wouldn't you consider this a perfect timing, JJ, for the shoes to launch? Because Christmas is right around the corner, and a lot of people, you know, they've been receiving those unemployment benefits they've been sitting around at home all day and wouldn't you appreciate giving your kids or even your wife giving you those shoes curry brand the first ones out you know it's gonna be hard to get them right you know people are gonna be camping out in lines doing all you know <laughs> breaking all the COVID rules you know that hey Jorge is gonna um, be in line Jorge is gonna be that me and Jorge are gonna be in line fucking yeah, two in the morning man. Dude, if I'm able to get them, I'll, I'll, I'll go for them, man. I'm like, it's just, I know it's, you know, just with shoes in general, sometimes they're hard to get because you got to camp out for hours. And then, you know, the flippers, you know, it, it's crazy though. But I would love to get me all, all, all of the uh, Curry shoes, man. I'm, I'm happy for him. You know, he, like you guys said, you know, he's changed the game in many ways. And I'm excited for basketball finally. You know, it, it, hopefully it's somewhat more normal than last season. But I tell you this right now, I, I, I'm going to be in line. I don't know about you, Jorge or, or, or JJ. I want to get the first pairs of the Curry brand, just like the Curry ones. They became instinct and one of the most uh, desired collectible shoes out there. Trust me, if you're not going to be there the day that they launch. Wow, you're going to regret You're missing it. out. You're missing out. You better buy yeah, two exactly. pairs, one to wear and one for your collection. Till this day, the Air Jordan ones are the one of the most recognized NBA shoes, and I'm talking about 20 plus years ago when they first got released. So, adding to Rick's point, this is history in the making. Yes, with sir. The Curry brand and the Curry ones. If you invest in them right now, in the near future, you're gonna. It's like stocks, baby. Your money's going up, 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 up. I know who's gonna now, be in line. I don't know if I, if I missed it though. Do you guys have a release date for them? I know. I know for a fact a person who is one of our one of our good friends. I know Mario the dog. I know he's gonna be in line with me, getting two pairs of the first Curry brands that are gonna be put out there. And I'm excited, man. And like you touched on, Jorge, yeah, it's it's around the holiday season. And um, what it, what's, the, what's the exact date of the release? So the exact date, Steph Curry and Under Armour are officially launching December 11th. So we're only a couple of days away, actually. 
Wow. wow. Okay. Seven, uh, okay. Seven, you know what? Seven. Then I I gotta leave this podcast and go make line right now. <laughs> <laughs> Save me a spot. Save me a spot. Hey, speaking of waiting in line, did you guys watch that couple that put out a air mattress in front of a GameStop just so they could be the yeah. first to get the freaking PS5 or Xbox? I don't even know. I don't even know what they were actually waiting in line for. They could, for all I know, they probably live right in front of GameStop. No. Black Friday. It's not, it, Black Friday will always be Black Friday. So it's those deals that coming in now. And I'm not gonna lie, I got myself a little 85 inch TV. You know what I'm saying? And so did JJ. So yes, uh shout out to Best Buy, shout out to Magnolia. Damn, T- TFTI. <laughs> we out here, man. You know, when, when we do the podcast at JJ's new crib, congrats, JJ. Uh, you know, we're gonna do this big. And you know this, uh, man. I'm going to put the curry ones there so, you know, you guys can bring me a few pairs. <laughs> <laughs> he said for the home warming party. Get the fuck out of here. This is Boys Up Fantasy. Got my mind right. Money been right. Let's get this shit. I'm ready for war. Come on. Young Pova. Holla. Yeah, I got Yo, so we're back now and I would love to close the show off with the main emphasis on our show. And I'm talking about Ice Up Fantasy. Ice Up, son. JJ is going to let us know who the must starts of week 13 are. And I'm talking about the week before the critical fantasy football playoffs. So, JJ, please, I just need every single player you name right now to be spot on we cannot let our fans down i'm talking about fantasy football championships legendary championships cash money the whole shebanga bang please put me on game jj all right for sure i got you guys you know back to the fantasy must starts for week 13 right for the last last little push for the playoffs i got my must starts but right before we get to this, how are you guys doing in fantasy? I haven't talked to you guys in a while. Let me start it off. I want to close it with you. I'm <laughs> doing pretty good. I, I'm pretty safe to make playoffs. Um, I'm not too worried. I, I'll, I'll go in as a wild card. I've never been worried at going in as a wild card because the expectations aren't there. And when the expectations aren't there, that's when I catch you slipping. So look for me in the playoffs in both the Inhumans League in the Ice Up Fantasy League. <laughs> uh, can, can we just not record this part from my side? But um, I'm gonna go. Ahead, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say it. This is by far uh, one of the toughest seasons that I've ever had, and I know what it is because free game, free game, free game. This podcast um, has actually been very helpful with how everybody in our leagues except for jorge and jj they've gone on their draft boards and i'm not gonna lie man like i have no shame in saying it yes it's been a really tough season i'm not gonna make the playoffs but it's it's been a season where we've given a lot of info and i'm I'm actually very proud of how people been listening to us you know what i'm saying and they've taken notes and they've they've put in what we've we've actually been preaching out there into their lineups. So 
I'm happy. A little bit bittersweet, but you know what? Hey, I wish you guys nothing but good luck. As far as uh, the Inhumans League, JJ's League, you know what? I'm, I'm in the playoffs right now, but the game is this week coming up, and I'm facing none other than the real Jorge. So um, whether I win or lose, I, I, I'm still confident that I make the playoffs. Now in my other two leagues, I'm in first place with uh, 9 and 2, and eight and three i believe so i'm i'm, I'm sorry cool. rick but you're talking about leagues that nobody even cares about in this podcast <laughs> <laughs> check your ass up you know what i'm gonna tell you what a very smart person would tell me at this moment check your face so anyways yes i'm actually struggling but but you know what no i don't know how to um what to say you know i'm like for me my fantasy year has been awesome in my Inhumans League, I am fighting for first place. We're tied. I am taking um, first place in the ISUP League. And in the other leagues, I'm in playoffs regardless, baby. I'm unstoppable. The professor knows best. Listen to the professor. So, But let me just say this. This has been one of the most entertaining seasons due to the fact that Hey, you guys, you know, we're all doing this show. You know what? I'm bummed down that I made the playoffs because it would have been nice being with you guys, especially in the Ice Hub League. But you know what? This has been a very challenging season, and it's been really entertaining for me. And and you know what? Jorge, shout out to you, JJ, you too, Dr. Mario. Hey, you guys are doing your thing and freegame.com, so you're welcome. <laughs> right, so let's go back to – let's get back on the topic, and I'm going to give you guys my must-starts. For week 13, these stars will help you make that playoff push if you are riding on week 13. All right, for my first must start, it's also kind of like a sleeper this week, none other than Cam Akers. I know he's kind of been a bust all season. Akers has scored in back-to-back -back games for the Rams, once through the air and one on the ground. And he is becoming increasingly involved in the team's offense. Daryl Henderson, who outcarried Akers last week, 10 to 9, but Aker has led the team with rushing yards last week with 84 yards on nine carries. The Cardinals have been solid against the run this year, but they have allowed five rushing touchdowns to running backs in the past five games, which that's right there, easy money right there if you're Cam Akers. Cardinals have been uh, on the downside of it, even though their um, defense is a little good against against the running game, but Cam Akers is going to ball out, especially after we whooped the Rams last week. They're coming. They're not going to want to lose their, their position for the playoffs. And uh, for my second must start for week 13 is none other than Devontae Parker, Miami. I'm not even going to go in too much into that. Because Miami has really, really shocked me this season. I really thought when we lost to Miami, it was a fluke. But as you guys can see, Miami's kind of real. You know, they're, they're on the come up. So, and on top of that, the Bengals defense has allowed 12 touchdowns, the fourth most points to receivers lying outside in 2020. So right there alone, you, you got to start Devontae Parker. And he's been solid with either um, – Fitzmagic or the rookie Tua throwing him the rock. 
So he's a must add if he's available in your waiver wire. Now this one right here is going to be on everyone's um, watch list right now or ad list, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's none other than Kiki Cutie, the wide receiver from the Houston Texans. Okay. He is available in about 72, 72% of waiver wires. Fuller was a wide receiver five, man, throughout the throughout the season so far, uh, through 11 games this season, and recorded 53 catches on 75 targets for 879 yards. He was having a, a an awesome season. And eight touchdowns. And, uh, I can't leave that out. This leaves a huge gap in the Texans' offense after they traded away DeAndre Hopkins, if you all know, this offseason and releasing Kenny Stills and Randall Cobb on the injury reserve, where I feel like he is every year. Brandon Cooks will take over duties, I feel, like the number one wide receiver in Houston right now. But QT will also have to step up and help fill that massive roster void. So if he's available, which he should be in your league, he's a must-start this week. Man, he'll give you that little playoff push. And now I know you guys might need a tight end because Gronk is out with a week 13 bye. So there's none other than tight end Trey Burton, which as Ricardo used to be obsessed with him, trying to offer it to me every year. Trey Burton, since week six, Burton has quietly been one of the league's more productive tight ends. The veteran tight end has scored touchdown in four out of the last six games. This past Sunday in the blowout loss to the Titans, Burton caught three of six targets for 42 yards and a touchdown. Burton gets a great matchup in week 13 against the Texans, making him a low-end tight end one for the fantasy regular season finale. So if you're missing, if you need a tight end right now, Trey Burton is available in about 75% of leagues. He's a sleeper. He's a must start. And you know, it's really hard to find a good tight end, but at least a consistent tight end. And he has been consistent for the past six weeks. So go and grab him, ladies and gentlemen. And to all of our listeners who hopefully are still listening after that boring-ass class, hey, you, li- you, you listen to Professor JJ. As he just mentioned before the opening, he is in first place in all, all of our leagues. And although he just fulfilled a lot of stats in your head, make sure to pick up these guys. If you're trying to make a deep run into the playoffs, I believe in Professor JJ. Yes, sir. That's all I can say about that because I, I, I don't know if I want to make the playoffs. So that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> you got the dunce hat. <laughs> but yes, yes. Hey, this was another lit live episode. Hope you guys like it. Thank you guys for the support. Hey, the host, the real Jorge. Yes, everybody. Thank you for listening. I'm glad I'm I'm back with my co-host Rick Rock, Professor JJ. Unfortunately, the doctor is busy doing surgery, but hey, I sub fantasy. We're back and we're going to keep the ball rolling. We're going to finish strong. I know everybody needs those fantasy advices. Make sure to check out our Instagram page, our Twitter page, our Facebook page, and give us all the love and support. Thank you, guys. Yes, sir. Till next time. This is Fantasy 